are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Turn with me to the 17th chapter of the book of Matthew. The subject, the vision, splendid, or don't lose the vision. The Lord in my room this morning, and I'm not quite preaching by faith because this message is one hour old. And that's the truth. In the 17th chapter, Jesus said to three of his best crew, Peter, James, and John, I'm mountain climbing today. Do you feel like walking? They said, if you're going, we're going. They climbed that important hill. What was to be revealed? Not just the power, but the glory of Jesus. They got on the Mount of Transfiguration, and some wonderful things took place. And I believe that we need to look at something besides our problems. We need to look at our privileges. We need to see something besides the pitfalls of the past. We need to see the prospects of the future. We don't need to see the difficulties We need to see the determination of the Holy Spirit on the inside of our heart. We don't need to just see promotion. We need to hear the preaching. Everything around a great church revolves around preaching. Preaching. You've had a week of preaching this week. When all the rest of it has been done, The most important is yet to come, and that's preaching. Dear friend, we're not to just stare at the pew, but we're to listen to the pulpit. That's the secret of every great church. Take away the preaching, you have nothing but foam left on the milk. So I challenge today for us not to worry about the outreach, but the upreach. Not to talk about the lousy members, but the loyal members that stood when the going was hard. I've been with you before you entered the crisis. I've stayed with you in the crisis. There have been people to come and go, but there have been some that said, because it's so, we're staying. Now, the best is yet to come. Now then, let's go, first of all, to the place. It's the Mount of Transfiguration. It's not the lowland. It's not the valley. It's up on the mountain. Only one place for God's people to be, and that's in the will of God. What? is God's place for me. Number two, 
what about the people? There was Peter, James, John, and Jesus. Just a quartet that had gone to envision the tremendous glory of God. Number three, let's look at the privilege. The privilege of seeing the supernatural. A couple of astronauts came in. The lawgiver, the man who penned the first word of God, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We see the lawgiver, God's lawyer, coming down. We see the prophet Elijah, who represented the great voice of truth and warning and exhortation of the Old Testament. The law and the prophets came down. And then we see in the next place the petition of a member of the trio. When he said, uh, uh, it's um, good to be here, I believe I'd like to suggest or request that we go into a building program. And uh, I'd like to suggest that we build three tabernacles, one for the law, one for the prophets, and one for Jesus. Sometimes when we get in these ecstatic places and wonderful high hours, we make silly requests. We make unscriptural requests and of course, I think Elijah and Moses, if ever the law frowned, I think the law looked around and said, Peter, don't build me no tabernacle. I've had all earth the tabernacles I want. I'll be heading for home as soon as this discussion is dismissed. Elijah said, I've had it with all the Jezebels I want to meet. I'm heading for home. God the Father looked out of heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. You better listen to him. Yes, there's the place, the people, the privilege, the petition, and then there's the pleasing of the Father when he said, I'm pleased with Jesus. Two times. God pulled back the veil of heaven, looked down and said, the first time at the baptism of waters, when the Holy Spirit dropped down as a dove out of heaven to say, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Yes, Jesus, if he didn't please the people, he pleased his heavenly Father. But he's also well-pleasing to those of us who've been saved. And then I believe there's another message that comes. As we look at Jesus, as he talks about his coming decease, as he talks about his death on Calvary, there's the purging, the cleansing, 
the purifying of our hearts. And then the one thing I want to say this morning is the person. Oh, they fell on their face when God spoke. The glory came down. And after a while, I imagine Simon Peter might have nudged Brother John our brother James and said, I wish y'all would look up and see how things are going. I talk when I ought to have been a listening. I'm sort of ashamed, but I heard a message from heaven. The Father's done spoke to us about his eternal darling son. And finally, John said, it's safe to look up now. Let's see what we see now. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. And dear friend, the message of the transfiguration is not the people, it's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the vision splendid. Through the Bible, in the life of Jesus, we hear him saying, what do you see? They said over there, Hezekiah, what have they seen? in thine house. Ah, oh, what are you looking at this morning? Trinity, what are you looking at? I see a big two-five, twenty-five, back yonder, with look like stars of hope all over it. Yes, but I see more than that. I see that lovely living star that led wise people to Jesus. And they followed the light of that star because that's the only leadership they had at that time. I'm asking you today, have you gotten a vision of Jesus Christ? This morning, I read again in my Bible concerning people who came to Jesus. There was a woman, a Canaanite, that came and she saw Jesus. And she said, my daughter has a strange disease. I've diagnosed the case. She's got a case of devilitis. She's possessed of the devil. And I've come to Jesus. And oh, listen, dear friend, you've been to that place. I've been to that place in a crisis time when there wasn't anybody else could help. No doubt. Uh, she turned in every direction, but she made her way to Jesus to be only disappointed. And I want to give you some thoughts as I close this message about looking at Jesus. The vision splendid. The greatest vision anybody could ever have is to see Jesus in all of his love and power and compassion. He's completely able to meet every need of this church. You and I have faced difficulties that seem so insurmountable. There were times when the news media said, it's all over now. It's all over. The invitation is given, and Trinity is not saved. In other words, there's no hope. And yet, there was a band of people led by a pastor in the Valley of Tremendous Decision that said, uh, the service is not ended. God's going to give us victory. And so the vision spent. The woman came and said to Jesus, Have mercy on me, my daughters, afflicted with the devil. The disciples 
turned her away. The world turned her away. Jesus made a statement. That's one of those unusual statements that he made. It's not good to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. That's the test. That to me is the test of her coming to Jesus. Notice there were two answers. One of them said, Truth, Lord. You know what she said? And Brother Bob, that's the Lordship of Christ she recognized. She said, Truth! What is truth? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And she said, no matter what you say, it's truth, and that's my Lord. I'll go by what you say. But I've come for the blessed, and I won't leave till I get it. In the book of Mark, she said, Yes, Lord, when he said, I cannot afford to take the children's bread. They must be fed first. And she said, yes, Lord, and then made that unusual statement. But the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. To me, it's a baptism of humility. Pride goeth before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Your safest days were valid days. The days when you were at your best, Brother Bob, in the church was when you was walking through the valley. Born in the valley. Trusting God to bring you through the valley. Your most glorious days are ahead, but your most dangerous days are ahead. I challenge you today to keep your eye on Jesus. That does not mean disrespect the pastor who stayed and prayed while pulpit committees talked with him and wrote letters to him and considered him as a great preacher. But he stayed and prayed and preached and waited for the crumbs from the master's table. And God has honored such a stay. I doubt if there's a church in the history of Christendom in America that has been so blessed and honored by preachers as this church has this week. If I were you this morning, I'd be, I'd be glad that I stayed where God put me, even in the hard place, until victory came. The woman said, Lord, I'm not asking for a hot biscuit. I'm not asking for a full loaf. I'm not asking for homemade butter and homemade jam. I'm asking just for a crumb. And in my mind's eye, Brother Bob, and with this I challenge this church and every precious sinner here today, that woman got on her knees and crawled through the screen of the back door like a dog, wound up under the table with her salivary glands doing overtime and said, Lord, I just asked for a crumb that falls from the master's table. And Jesus said, you will have your desire. I've not seen such faith. Dear friend, I promise you this. 
with your willingness and humility to be satisfied with a crumb from Christ's table, you will have your petition that you ask of the Lord Jesus. Sinner friend, on this 25th anniversary time, I ask you one question. Are you willing to humble yourself like the poor mother? Her last hope for her daughter was to get a crumb from the master's table. Under the table she went, through the back screen she called, like a dog, barked, if you please, or whined for just one crumb, because she realized that would be enough if it came from the master's table to make her little girl well. And she got what she went after. Sinner friend, you're going to have to humble yourself. Seek his face and say, Lord, please save me. I know I've got devilitis today. I'm a sinner. I've tried. I've put on church clothes. I might have even joined the church or been baptized. But down in my soul, I've never yielded my life to Christ. Today, I want him to come into my heart and save me. For the silver wedding anniversary, 25 years of marriage between Christ and this church and the pastor and his people, I'd like to give them a silver gift today, my soul for redemption from Christ. And I'd like today to be saved and yield my life. I believe there's 50 people at least here now that could come and say, Brother Olaf, I'd like to yield my life to Christ in service in a great church. I've been thinking, Brother Bob, this week again, I'll not forget the challenge I gave you. You remember one night I told you at MacDuff, I said, if you don't get a bigger place, I'm smothering to death in this place. I'm taking emphysema because of the Sardine Baptist Church. There were times when I could hardly breathe, really, in that crowded place. And I said, if you don't build, I'm not coming back anymore. Now then, we're to that place again. And I'm going to give you maybe another 12 months. But I believe that you need an auditorium. You've got educational buildings. You've got rolling acres. You've got a cemetery. You need a place for the living. I'm talking about coming to God's table and taking the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And I believe he'll give you enough. I close with this thought. Senator friend, he's able to give thee much more than this. Christian friend, my dear pastor, he's able to give thee much more than this. Will you trust him today and open your heart's door to the Lord Jesus Christ? You saw the film this morning as this preacher and the little lady that will be represented tonight from the home as she walked through those long halls and stood at the trophy case after all of our trophies had gone. A million dollar dormitory was left empty because of the ravages of the State Department. Unconstitutional unscriptural, un-American, and yet we didn't quit. We didn't give up. Through those tears, 
We got a vision splendid. They were made telescopes to see him better, to know that he's not forsaken our queen. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.